Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider standing by. We're ready to talk Juwan Howard, Michigan Hoops, and also an update on Sharon Moore. Second signing day, the recruiting trail all around the country, uh, the additional coaches being added. How you doing, Chris? Doing great, Billy. Thanks. Man, uh, I don't know what to say about almost expecting Michigan to blow it in the second half now of every game they play. If they lead at halftime, you're like, oh, it's over. Like even the state game, they shot over 60%. They're up two. I said state will come back and win this game easily, and they did. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, one guy on press row, when Michigan was up nine at halftime, uh, bet on the live money line on what you call it on uh, Rutgers and uh, and one I think it was plus three ninety uh, easiest money people have ever ever made this year betting against Michigan in the second half and um, you know what that Michigan State game you know they, they it's dumb mistakes at the end of halves they get up and then all of a sudden you know they start playing YMCA ball or something and and they let teams right back into the game they had nineteen turnovers Bill. 15 offensive rebounds against against Rutgers, a team that was number 300 in offensive efficiency in Ken Palm heading into the game, and I think they scored 40 points in the second half. That's unacceptable. And then you see the coach uh, starting to point fingers a little bit. He got mad at Nick Stauskas, former Michigan All-American, for pointing some fingers at the guys a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then all of a sudden, that's exactly what happened on Saturday. It was, okay, these guys have to have pride, and he's right. But at the same time, there are so many flaws with the coaching as well that it's hard to understand fully what the problem is but they don't they make the same mistakes on defense uh, these guys just don't seem to like each other or don't play well together and part of it you know I'll go back to that incident with the strength coach John Sanderson who's beloved by many of those kids uh, you know they couldn't mend fences there he's not back with the program and he questioned the culture and ever since then it seems like these guys are kind of looking at each other and you know out of the side of their eyes and aren't trusting each other and it's just a disaster. They have more talent. They have enough talent to be at least competitive in a lot of the games they're losing and to not be the last place team in the Big Ten and, frankly, an embarrassment from where this program was several years ago. I don't see how you bring back Juwan Howard for next year, but Ward Manuel, you know, 10 days ago, nine days ago, you know, open public support for uh, Juwan. And here's Juwan, though, dealing with from his high school days to the Fab Five to his professional playing days to – being an NBA coach to his kids always doing well. He hasn't had a lot of basketball adversity in his life. And look what he's dealing with right now. I just, I'll say this honestly, and I've said it for a while. I just don't think he's a good X's and O's coach. I thought they looked better with Martelli as a head coach earlier this year when he was coming back from the medical condition. And I, I believe it's just time to move on. They gave it a shot. It didn't work. And you figure out who is the right fit in Michigan. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to be tough. But there is no guarantee. I don't know what Ward Manuel is going to do. That's his hire. And he is a legend, right? Juwan Howard is a Michigan legend. So is he going to give him, you know, more, a little bit more leeway? I I don't know. I don't know how you can. And, And it's a tough spot, right? Because number one, if he does, for example, come back and, and, you know, make a run next year and make the tournament, he's in the last year of his contract. So then basically he's in another prove it year, uh, in, in after that. So, um, and playing basically for his, his contract life again. So, uh, to me, it just seems like 
the best course of action would be to say, okay, we've agreed that we're going to go our separate ways. Maybe Juwan Howard goes on to the NBA. You know, he was really, you could tell how upset he was in his post-game press conference and saying this stuff works and everything else, but it's not working. And he's basically had one year an outlier. Uh, every other year was, you know, 10 and 10 in the Big Ten in his first season. Uh, that got cut short by COVID. They went through a stretch where they lost four games. They started off like gangbusters, and the culture was intact, and they looked outstanding. But they faded, and then they lost three of their last four, and were limping into the postseason at 19 and 12. And then, you know, you had the Elite Eight year. They were lucky to make the tournament the following year. And then the last two years have been a disaster. So this is, I mean, last place in the Big Ten at Michigan, Bill, is unacceptable. And, I mean, frankly, 10th place or 9th place in the Big Ten at a place like Michigan is borderline unacceptable. So they've got to do something here. Uh, am I confident that that's the direction they'll go? I really am not. And I can't really, I can't say for sure that that's the, what they'll do. But uh, in terms of who's next, you know, people have been talking about T.J. Osselberger at Iowa State and Porter Moser at Oklahoma. You know what? You have to have a strong NIL program, too, to compete in this day and age, and I don't think Michigan's there either. So I think a lot of these names that are being thrown out there are just pipe dreams from the fan base. It's, it's a mess right now, and it doesn't look like there's really any easy fix. Well, let's remember that Michigan basketball doesn't support the other sports. It would be Michigan football that does that. Let's shift sure. gears and talk about uh, Sharon Moore. Uh, your thoughts on uh, this quick time frame and taking over for Harbaugh, how he's done, what's the connection to high school coaches, families, and recruits, and when is he going to fill up the remaining spots on his coaching staff? Yeah, I think he's going to be uh, a great recruiter. I don't, I don't know that um, uh, you know it's going to show right away. I think there are a few things that have to happen. Number one, the NIL has to be better. Uh, and that's going to be big. And he said he's going to be at the forefront of that, and he's going to be very aggressive as a head coach on the recruiting trail. He said that's something that we absolutely need to do and that anybody who coaches well does at this level. So I fully expect him to be a better recruiter, um, number one. Uh, in terms of who his coordinators are going to be, obviously Kirk Campbell was elevated to, to offensive coordinator, which is what we were expecting. It sounds like Dylan Roney was, is heading uh, – he was – really instrumental in helping coach the outside linebackers at Michigan uh, is moving on to Los Angeles with Jim Harbaugh. We thought he might be a candidate to fill the linebackers position and he's really a, a good young name. He was also at Ferris state. It's interesting how many of these guys from Ferris state and Tony Anissa's staff that Michigan has been interested in. Steve Kasula is a guy that we've heard is probably going to join the staff as the tight ends coach that's coming from uh, people close to the tight ends at Michigan. So he was also at Ferris State and was instrumental in helping them win games. Um, he's a UMass grad, I believe. So uh, it's going to be a young staff. They're going to be, I think, all of them at this point less than 42, uh, other than guys like Mike Elston, and they've got a fight to keep him. He's a defensive line coach, and we've heard that he's got an offer from Jim Harbaugh to join him with the L.A. Chargers. And if Jay Harbaugh is actually going to Seattle, as we're being is being reported, then – it's going to be uh, there's going to be an opening maybe for a defensive backs coach to keep an eye on Steve Klingscale. So the sooner they lock these guys up, the better because these are guys that were instrumental in this run last year, and they really need these guys as veterans on this staff, in my opinion. Uh, have they talked about any spring ball timetable in Sharon Moore's first spring season as no. head coach? Nope, nothing yet. Uh, Jim Harbaugh did say they were going to start late because of the national championship. 
think about this, Bill. We're seven months away from the opener only. Wow. <laughs> Crazy how long that yeah, how long that uh, season lasted. But uh, they are going to go a bit, little bit later, and then you're going to have to deal with the portal uh, at the end of April and hope to keep all your guys. This week's going to be about getting these kids signed to NIL deals and convincing them to stay. Guys like Mason Graham and Kenneth Grant on the D-line. Colston Loveland is in high demand, and he's uh, obviously an elite tight end. So Will Johnson is a Michigan legacy. We don't think he's going anywhere, but you're going to have to up your price for a lot of these guys and really give them some NIL opportunities that they haven't had. So uh, people are really coming out after them and with huge amounts of money and speaking to the guys at the Champion Circle Collective. So that's really the key right now. I would expect really the spring game will probably be much later in April. It's been earlier in April these last few years, but uh, they're giving them some time off and they've got to get acclimated to the new strength coach, Justin Truss, and everything else before they can really start to concentrate on spring football. Speaking of uh, the spring, you mentioned the transfer portal. The good news is there doesn't seem to be a lot of names right now that are thinking about leaving Sharon Moore's squad. Right, exactly. And um, you know what? It's But you don't know, and, and that's the thing. You just don't know until, until it all sorts itself out. So it's, gonna be, it's not going to be settled for a while. Uh, I think, uh, but this is a, a huge week. Uh, you know, we've heard we'd heard last week that Mike Elson was going to make a decision uh, by the end of the day on Thursday, and we're hoping that's the case. And that no news is good news. He's been out on the road recruiting, but these kids too. Uh, a lot of it depends with them on what their coaches do. So uh, that's where you got to get got to get these guys all on the same page. After it was announced that Ben Herbert was leaving, Bill, the uh, strength coach, uh, a lot of the kids were talking per our sources in the room, saying, "Look." You know, uh, we're losing all our coaches here. We got to start looking at out for ourselves a little bit and can't be playing here at a discount anymore. So, uh, again, it's going to be a big weekend and a, a big week really for them. Uh, it's probably sit down with their parents. I don't think any of these kids want to leave and they are instrumental, obviously, in what happened here in, in building the culture. But now they really have got to get theirs and uh, there's really no excuse for it for them not to. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Rose Stumber coffee guest line uh, signing day two is Wednesday most of the big boy schools have their classes put together but uh, with a coaching change you're trying to keep guys work them what's the latest on Wednesday signing day for Michigan football yeah gonna be quiet um, and they've been out trying to land some kids in the later period it doesn't look like that's gonna happen and I think more mainly just the 2025 guys is what they're looking at now and uh, making some inroads with them and they've done that They've done a really nice job of, um, of really getting into the schools of some top 100 kids. Uh, Tavian Banks' son is uh, somewhere in, I think it was Illinois. I put up a picture of, of the three of the coaches, and his, he's a top 100 receiver. He was a Iowa running back, uh, you know, a good one long ago and played in the NFL. But, um, you know, they were in his school. He's, he's a top 100 receiver, and they're shooting for the stars with a lot of these kids. Now, again, a lot of that's going to depend on NIL, Bill as to how far they get with them. But uh, Sharon Moore has said he's going to be more aggressive, and we are seeing that on the recruiting trail. Chris, appreciate the update. We'll talk soon. Anytime. Thanks, Bill.